You have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the FPL LTV Sportscast English Premier League Game Week 38, the culmination of this season. Champions League spots three and four still to be decided. One point separates three to five. West Ham need a single point to guarantee Europa League qualification. Joining me today, the old group is back. Big Killer K and the Big J. Boys, how's it going? Andreas coming out of Joburg and Jeremy coming out local here in the Lowfeld. Andreas, what's news? Your side. All good. Excited that another season has um, come to the end. One more big, big game week to push for that number one spot, hopefully. And more importantly, hopefully my beloved Liverpool continue their trajectory in the last few weeks and make that Champions League spot their own come Sunday evening. Well, the two teams on form right now out of the last four matches is Liverpool and Arsenal, both winning 4 for 4 Jeremy, another team that seems to be hitting some form and, and seems to be able to score goals. Well, I know they only scored one, but it has been looking pretty. Your beloved Newcastle. Good evening, Nathan. How's it, Andreas? Yes, Joe Willock's done the trick for us. He's been phenomenal the last, uh, I think, six game weeks. Apparently, some sort of record. Six consecutive uh, weeks of uh, for a youngster scoring. Uh, we'll take that. Unfortunately, he's on loan. I've been putting offers to the Arsenal boys what they're looking for. They, uh, some of them have told me somewhere around forty million now. The rate he's going and the form that he's in. But yeah, we'll take it. Uh, unfortunately, my. My play of the season as well, picked up injury once again, Callum Wilson. But let's hope um, he gets a good rest now come uh, postseason and uh, we'll be firing at the start of the new season. A really, really positive uh, feeling about Newcastle. And, you know, generally I'm, I'm one of the biggest attractors of my club. But uh, if we play this brand of football, I think the new season is going to be amazing for us. Yeah, I was, I was just going to add to that. It's almost like the years have been rolled back. The, the attacking brand of football, once all those guys are back, is just phenomenal. And, I mean, we've all been giving Bruce Flack. I haven't. I've actually said he's done quite a good job there. And when you saw that all his attacking options were there, he can actually coach that team to play fluid attacking football. Very, very good to watch. So mm-hmm. looking forward to Newcastle playing next season. Okay, now guys, before we get further into the show, this is a shout out to you listeners. We'd love to get your feedback for the show. So remember to drop us a mail at feedback at latesontv.com. Email address will be in the show notes. And then tell us a little bit how we have affected your FPL season. And you can do that via email or on Twitter, um, probably Instagram as well, if you want to drop us a pic to show us where you landed up anyway. So search for us with uh, LTV Sportscast or again on Twitter, search at LTV underscore Sportscast. Now, for the second last time this season, let's look at the top performers from the previous game week. Kyle Hoffman hits 71. Now, he's been in a lot of contact with me lately because he's been chasing his mini league. And uh, again, so he's, he's sitting about 290,000 in the world. And I believe he's now hit his highest points tally that he's ever got so far with one game week to spare. Um, I landed up hitting 64 points. I moved up to 509,000 in the world. And then I got uh, Avinash uh, Muan. He had 60 points. He moved up from 3.2 million to 3.1 million. Before you think he hasn't been playing, both the two guys that I'm about to mention that are in the millions, I did look at their, their history. They are still making transfers here and there. He had 60 points, so he's on 1897 up to 3.1 million. Navs Moodley, he's a regular in scoring big game weeks. 
Uh, he moved up to 270,000 in the world with his 59. And then Rafael Kuma, Rafael Kuma hit uh, 59 as well, moving up from 5.1 million to 5 million in the world. So, Jay, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this out there before we let Andreas have his say. The uh, top three positions um, are separated. Sorry, top four positions are, are separated by 17 points and all of 13 points from number three, Andreas Killer, to number one, Justin Lloyd. He just gets back on top there and then followed in by Kumalani. <laughs> so two, three, five, seven, two, three, five, five, and then Andreas two, three, four, four, with Crystal breathing down his neck at two, three, four, zero, before there is a gap to number five, Andrew Buntain, on double two, nine, seven. Now... Jay, who do you think is going to take this league? Who who seems to be having the run at the end there? Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough one because I, I think, think all, Pumi. all three of the top three, they generally seem to have their eggs in the Salah basket. And I think even this game week as well, captaincy was on Salah. Mm. And, and Andreas is, you know, he's, he's loyal as hell. To take the armband of Salah is not going to be easy for him. And um, yeah, I don't know if his opponents are reading into that and they're also captaining... Salah as well, which takes away the differential opportunity. Um, I think Pumlani has had excellent momentum. I think probably I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tip Pumlani to 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 go for it because nine out of ten they're most likely going to have the captaincy armband on uh, Mo Salah, and it it makes a bit of sense. And I don't know if Andreas is brave enough to take it off him because he's Salah's been his man this entire season. And I think Lloyd is also Justin Lloyd's also a Liverpool supporter, and his captaincy is also on Salah. So hasn't moved advice, it off him. Yeah, my advice for Andreas is yeah, he's got if he if he's going to make that move, um, armband off Salah to someone else that he fancies, and hopefully it comes off. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a very tough decision. Okay, before so, I let Andreas speak, Andreas, before you speak, I'm just going to say because Jeremy went Pumlani, I'm going to go Justin because you're going to tell me it's going to be you. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no, no, that's okay, boys. Um, so yeah, this has been crazy interesting. I'm, I'm quite shocked that I'm still in touch with the two of them at the top there, the way they've played the last few weeks. Um, I'm going to tell you this for all the listeners out there, for the two of you, my captain will be Salah. Because it's only 13 points, I'm hoping to make up the differentials through other players. I think Salah will be the highest scoring player this week. So that is mm. my rationale behind it. And I was hoping I'd have point one. Um, to put in Mane for Fernandez, thinking Fernandez might be rested and Mane would play, but I don't have it. So I'm quite optimistic that I'm going to be there and thereabouts. I believe Justin is going to win it, and I think he'll be the worthy winner. It'll be quite shocking for a guy that was leading for like almost 30 weeks mm. to not win it and be pipped at the end. But hey, that's what I'm here to do. And uh, no, it doesn't matter if you're leading the race. If you don't cross the finish line at the top, uh, no one remembers that he had 30 weeks at the top. So... I'm going to back myself later. Like you have said, to. Backing myself, I Sorry. have to. I've come this far. Let's go for it. And to, uh, Jeremy, to your point, the only reason I'm I'm going with Salah is because of my other mini leagues and differentials. I, I, I'll lose too much ground there. That's the only reason. If it was only this league I was playing, I would have tried something different. Okay. Now, Andreas, you mentioned Mane. If, if you just asked Jeremy, Jeremy, who did I say I was going to take out and put in right before Andreas joined us on this call? If you were listening to you, yeah, you also you also mentioned you want to bring in money as well and drop Kane from the <clears throat> from my team. So mm. I'm going to open up the the coin with Kane um, again for his game against Leicester. So now before we start, so before we, mm. if I can add, before we yeah, start sure. getting into the game, so this is the first week 
that I'm actually looking at the teams above me. And the reason I think it might be between Justin and I is because Pumlani has a full offering of Spurs players. So if they, if, if they are beaten, then he's got to hope that between Kane, Bale and Son, some some of the um, can do something. So uh, I think that he's got a lot of games where guys are playing tough fixtures this week. So it could pay off, but I think we've got the easier fixtures, myself and Justin. Okay, you you you're probably right because um, I'll take your word for it because I haven't been looking too much at your guys' teams. You're not you know we're not playing in the same ballpark here. Uh, I realize that, but. There's something very interesting that we need to talk about before we get into the game week. Now, we, we're pretty certain uh, either Chelsea, Liverpool or Leicester will finish in that fifth position off to Europa League. It will be one of those three teams. We're not sure who. I hope it's not Liverpool. The sixth position, West Ham need a draw and they've, got, uh, they've qualified for Europa League. Then they cannot be caught. But the seventh position, Tottenham on 59, Everton on 59, Arsenal on 58, off to Europa Conference League. Does any team from the English Premier League, the toughest top flight league in the world, want to actually play in Europa Conference League? Yes. And... um I'm tipping Arsenal to get that position. I see draws for the teams above them, and I see them actually pipping Everton and uh, Spurs for that position. And I mean, what a chance for Arsenal against the teams, the caliber of teams that will be in there. Trophy is a trophy, Leighton. It's European football. It still could be attracting some players, maybe not the top tier and top caliber player. But I mean, to just discount it and say you don't want to be a part of it is foolish. So it will be interesting to see, but in my opinion, yes. I don't know what Jeremy's thoughts are. I think it's about the money. Uh, European football brings fans to the stadium for additional uh, additional game day. And with us not having fans in the stadium and the whole COVID thing, mm. I think, I mean, the, the price, I think I saw the price of tickets for this past game week. Tottenham had the highest ticket price, £60 a ticket. So obviously they're looking, they're trying to recoup some revenue. So... As, as much as you may not have the prestige and it probably be like the, the, the worst of the rest or the best of the worst kind of getting into that conference league, I believe that for just from a uh, financial point of view, the clubs would want to be playing there so they can have additional additional game days and have the the, the, the feed through the turnstiles and have some, some of the supporters back in the stadium. So I, I just think purely from a financial point of view and yeah, until some at some stage this works and it creates some sort of prestige, um, they'll go for it, and then maybe later on you'll probably see the likes of Liverpool playing their their youngsters in there. Should they ever end up in the, the likes of a conference a conference league situation? You take that back, Jeremy. We are going back to the top next year. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure. No, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I think I think second seconds all if you're taking uh, no, no, first. next season. Uh, I've, I, some of the reservations, and uh, you and I haven't been potting together for a while, Andreas, and some of the reservations I had about Liverpool at the start of the season, the last 10 game weeks or so, it all came to fruition. Probably the, the Manchester United game was just, oh, wow, Liverpool's, Liverpool's back to the brand that they usually play. But the, the previous other eight or nine game weeks, it was the Liverpool that I forecasted and predicted that would turn up, and they... And they were right to my prediction, which was quite sad to see. 
So if they don't make some changes and spend the money, uh, I don't know if Liverpool's going to be able to knock that Man City uh, mm. team off their perch. Um, I, I, I saw some rumours on a Harry Kane possibility at Liverpool as well, other than the other three that's going doing doing the rounds. So I think that that would be that would be a great, great, great uh, addition if Liverpool could land him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one to to go into the detail of this whole. Um... Salah and Mane thing and this controversy around it that's maybe not there but one thing I must say that has been refreshing and interesting to see from a Liverpool perspective is the smile on their faces and specifically those two and how they're interacting in the last three or four games you can just see the energy is just totally in a new direction and you were right I think our depth was just nowhere close to cities when the injuries came however I am absolutely optimistic with regards to how, how crucial this last game is, which we're going to get there later. Because if we get there with Van Dijk, Gomez, Jota, Henderson all coming back, I think we're in a very good space in a very weird way. Because we're the form team going into next season right now. And we'll get all our injured players back. So, yeah, I think it's, we might have got a little bit under the radar. But we need one or two recruitments. And keep in mind with that, Andreas, these guys that have been injured will not be playing in the, in the Euros. So Absolutely. they will have more of that rest and recuperation time. And more to Jeremy's point, it was after 13 games, Liverpool had scored 31 points after 13 games. And then the 24 games that followed, we have scored uh, 35 points after that. Mm. So that's how bad that run was there in the middle. Now, I just want to go back to the Europa Conference League. Both of you believe that the teams do want it. I think the teams don't want it. They don't want to be there. It's a game that might take a detract from their, their Premier League aspirations because now you're heading further down the table. The further you're down the table, you've got to be looking at that squad depth. How do you I, wouldn't be surprised to, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs walk out with a youth team this weekend. Everton walk out with the same team because they want to beat the champions, which will be City. Um, I don't see City necessarily losing to Everton. But Arsenal, and what you are right, and this is where I agree with you, I do think Arsenal take that position because I think the team that needs a cup or feels like they need to salvage something from the season is probably Arsenal. And for that reason, I do tend to agree that Arsenal will be there because I think Arsenal is the only team out of those three that want to be there. If um, Leeds had a better goal difference and they could be challenging for it, I think they would, they would care as well to, ja- to jam it. Two words, Harry Kane. European football? Harry Kane is not going to stay at Tottenham. He wants to play European football, not European sub-league football. That, that, would, uh, that would sum that one up. Okay, so um, for the first time in a long time, we have games starting at the, at the same time and as customary on the final day, all the games are playing at exactly the same time. So it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of goal rush is going there. Are we going to hit the big... Are we going to, let's talk about the, the big three and then we'll talk about the rest of the games. We're not necessarily going to go in, uh, say, an alphabetical form of order. The big matches there is Leicester versus Spurs, Aston Villa versus Chelsea, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Let's hit Leicester versus Spurs. I believe Spurs is coming out with a weakened team. I don't believe they're going to necessarily be playing Harry Kane if he wants to have the his swan song match. I think it was the pass match. And 
for that reason, I'm thinking, I know Leicester were quite worried about this game and you're looking at how the game weeks end. I think Leicester is going to be facing a very much weakened Spurs team, which is part of the reason why I actually want to take Harry Kane out and bring in Sadio Mane into my squad. Who wants to, who wants to argue with me here? Andreas wants to. There you go. So you think that Harry Kane will allow someone to bench him while he's going for the golden boot? Yes. Okay. So we've, we've, I think that sums it up for the listeners out there. It sums up why Leighton is in the position he's in. And, Andreas, and you keep making I'm those remarks, but in, so. I, I, have, I have increased, I have halved my position in no, the last perfect, seven Leighton. game weeks. Um, go um, and take your Harry Kane out. I'm very happy for you. So I'll talk the game. I, I, I think you're wrong. I think you'll want to play a strong team, Mason. I think Spurs want to end strong and try and have every chance of getting into that European place. However, having said all of that, I think Leicester will be too strong for them. I think Leicester, FA Cup champions, they got a chance here. Everyone that I've been seeing on all the social media things that I'm on, they're all discounting that Arsenal-Chelsea game like Chelsea will win. Uh, everyone's just talking Aston about Leicester going to miss that. Aston Villa Chelsea game. Everyone's talking that no, they'll win. So I bring this game back. Leicester, if Leicester win this game, I think they've got a very, very good chance of playing Champions League football next year. Mm. So I think he'll bring Ionacho back in the team. They saw the dynamic when he's out, what they miss from him. Uh, so I'll be keeping him in. I see goals in this game. It actually might be one of those games that you can actually have four players from, from the two teams because I think it's going to be high scoring. Both teams have to go for it. But I think um, the main man, Jamie Vardy, pitches up. He scores, Iannaccio scores, mm. and I see Leicester winning a 2-1. And the goal on the other side, Mr. Harry Kane. Okay. What about Gareth Bale's last match at, uh, at Tottenham? I think, I think with, with Bale, I'll move on quickly to, to Jeremy straight off this. My comments is they're proving a lot of things that Marina did right. I mean, if he was in such good form, how did Mason leave him out in two games? He just can't play a game every uh, every three days. He just doesn't have it in him anymore, or he just doesn't give the balance to the team. So I don't know if Bell. I think we've learned that Bell isn't the player he used to be. When he's on song, he's on song. But I think like everything has to go his way. And to be honest with you, I think that's where the game could be lost for Spurs. Playing against Castagna uh, in in that position there will leave so much space for Leicester to go into. So uh, I'm going to tip Leicester. I'm going to stick with my prediction: Leicester to win the game two one. Okay, Jay. Leighton, I'm in agreement with Andreas with regards to Harry Kane. So there's no Harry Kane doesn't play with the golden boot at stake and him and Salah being, I think, I think they tied. Um, I don't think uh, Kane doesn't start. I also think that the, the Leicester front three, or including Bale, that is, with Son, Kane and Bale, uh, this season has proven to be the most explosive of the lot. So I think, they, I think Harry, if I'm not mistaken, is the only one without a hat-trick. Uh, but they have that bracing is that they brace like no one's business so i listened to last week's pod and, and alex walls raised the point that he felt that the fa cup win for leicester was even bigger and he and, and as uh, the, for the listeners who, who who tuned in or haven't listened is that uh, alex is from leicester and he's been and he's a diehard uh, leicester fan and and the comment that he made was that the fa cup was bigger for, he felt the FA Cup was bigger than actually winning the league. So if that is the case, and, and I watched Leicester against Chelsea, uh, Leighton, and they they seemed to be so passive. They didn't have that that fight. They, I mean, 
it's almost like they 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 punch drunk and still celebrating that mm. win, knowing that they missed top four the last last season and this season as well, being on the verge to be knocked out of the top four. They didn't fight it hard enough for it, in my opinion. And the, one of the commentators made the made the remark that uh, FA Cup winners and finishing fifth in the league. Um, that surely isn't a, a very bad season at all. So I'm going to go for Tottenham for the win. Uh, Harry Kane, uh, to if, if this is his final uh, game for Tottenham, for him to at least get two goals there, Son, Son and Bale coming along with the assists. Jamie Vardy has gone missing. I don't know where is Jamie Vardy. Yenacho has outshone him the last five to six game weeks. Um, in the cup as well, Jamie didn't look his, his clinical self. Uh, in fact, uh, while driving today, I was actually wondering whether Jamie, how how much time he's got left uh, at Leicester. When when does he call it a day uh, as soon as his form's uh, dropped off? So I'm going Tottenham for the win. Probably um, um, final day, helter-skelter stuff with both teams having something to play for. This could be a 4-3 game. Uh, so, yeah, Tottenham probably brace for Harry Kane. So, Leighton, leave Harry Kane out of your FPL squad. At your own peril, and I and I will uh, for my differential. So stubborn. So somebody's got to do it, man. It's my last week. I've made my I've made my goal. I, I wanted to make top ten percent. I, I don't think I'm dropping three hundred thousand places by leaving Harry Kane out. Uh, I think I'm going to find differentials in other places with people who don't have um, the usual run of the mill players. Now, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Aston Villa came out and and played a fairly decent game, and I say fairly decent game against Tottenham because they had more than enough opportunity to kill that game off. And if it wasn't for their finishing, it could have been a drubbing. So Aston Villa running on a little bit of a high. Ollie Watkins is obviously on form. Chelsea, obviously, I mean, they lost the FA Cup, but they came back to beat Leicester now on this past weekend and it is a victory which uh, getting a victory year would seal their champions league i don't think aston villa is going to let them off the hook that easily although i do think chelsea lands up possibly getting at least a draw out of this game jeremy take me through it Leighton, I think with the seasoned backline that uh, Chelsea has, and I've, I've watched Watkins, and Watkins is their biggest goal threat. Grealish being back is a big, big... And, he, and he, watching Grealish last night, it was almost like he didn't leave. It was impressive to see a player of his caliber come back after such a long break. Yes, he didn't have the legs in him, and they took him off. But the way they played and the way he influenced the game, it was Grealish of, of early on in the season. So they look good. Um, the one aspect that I struggle with, with with Aston Villa is when Watkins leads the line against uh, big, strong, uh, experienced Premier League defenders, uh, he, he tends to struggle. I mean, yesterday he had Tanganga, uh, quite an inexperienced player for Tottenham that he was going up against, and, and he got away with, with one or two. But uh, if, if Chelsea are going to be playing Rudiger and uh, Silva at the back, I don't think uh, Watkins will get much change out of those two. And Chelsea have proven to be such a defensively solid unit. Interesting enough, Tuchel starting to, to experiment with Reese James uh, as a centre-back as well. So, um, But I think, I think defensively, I don't see Watkins getting much out of them. 
also another Hamdinger for game. Uh, Timo Werner, watching him this past game week as well, uh, he, he almost can't buy a goal the way that he's so unfortunate in, in his decision-making. I think if he gets it out of the green in the season ahead, Timo could, Timo could be good value. Uh, he, I think he's used all his bad luck up this season. Mm. So I think Watkins will struggle against the, the, the defensive centre-backs of, of Chelsea and the speed that they have at the back. Um, I, I, I'm going to... As good as Villa's looked, and I've profited, I've got two Villa players in my FPL, Team Watkins and Target. Um, I'm going to have to go Chelsea Chelsea for the win. Because uh, one thing with Villa, they, they can be got at, and uh, Chelsea have enough attacking tools to, to to get at them. So you're probably looking at Havertz. I don't know if he's injured, but Havertz influencing the game and uh, maybe Pulisic getting a goal. So the win for Chelsea from me. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go slightly with my heart, yeah, but, but also with my head backing it. So I quickly want to touch on what you said about Watkins. I think you're spot on about those two veterans in defence with Rudiger and, and Silva. And um, I think the the reason he's tinkering and putting Reese James in as Palaqueta wider is because he needs some pace in that three. Because when they play there, he lacks that pace. So it just gets the more stability. However, having said that, with Rudiger and, um, and Silva playing there, I think that just suits Grealish running at them two older guys, slower. I think that is where the game might be won or lost. And I think everything's just perfect timing for Aston Villa. First game with home fans. Their talisman back um, would want to end on a high. So a lot to play for for Chelsea. Do the nerves get to Chelsea in one way? And and I think you hit the nail on the head with Timo Werner. I hope his bad luck continues for one more game. But I will tell you one thing. If anybody has watched Timo Werner in the last 10 games and think the man is playing badly, they are strongly mistaken because he's creating a lot of those opportunities for himself. And I honestly cannot see him going anywhere than upwards from here and scoring a handful of goals next year. Well, Lots he can't of go further down. So. No, but he's not down late. And if you think about the Premier League, I think we overcritical on him. He scored eight goals, six assists, and that's just in the Premier League. He's in double figures on both, if you include Champions League and... I think he will win them the Champions League final if they were to win it because he has ripped Man City apart in both games they've played in terms of stretch them. So I think we've, we've given him a lot of flack and I actually just wanted to, to come in for him there in that regard. However, I think the game is going to be a score draw. I see Grealish influencing the game from a Villa point of view. Martinez putting off a lot of incredible saves because I think Chelsea will dominate the game still. But they want to show their fans something. So I think this is just the timing for Chelsea is unfortunate. The last game has to be away against a Villa side we can play in front of their fans for the first time this season. It almost, it's like, it's almost like it, it's um, in their favour. So yeah, 1-1 one, one from me. Okay. Andres, wow. just a caveat there with regards to Grealish. There's a certain N'Golo Kante. He's injured. And... Is he? He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Is it? So, Kante's... I saw he came off. I didn't know. Is he, is he flagged? Yeah, he's not risking him for Champions yeah. League final. I don't think he'll risk him. Champ- and Champions League final is on Saturday? The following, yeah, a yeah. week. Yeah. following week. A week, yeah. Yeah, so what they said was he felt his hamstring and they were worried if he'd get injured if he continued to play. So, they just put Kova in for this... Uh, in for the team to in to replace him. And then, then now I know we think that it's a, a foregone conclusion, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Liverpool have to still, regardless of what happens, you think to yourself, make sure, put it to bed, get the win over Crystal Palace. Because if Leicester do go off against Spurs, 
by some chance that they do. And they pull back the goals. I know Liverpool have got a four better goal difference right now, but it would be better to put it to bed. And our biggest win this season has come against Crystal Palace when we travelled there. Crystal Palace, we're hoping they do us the same courtesy of allowing us to do that again um, this week. Do we see anything but a Liverpool victory then? I'm not going to ask you, Andreas, because I know the answer is uh, Liverpool win this head and heart. We'll ask Jeremy because he's uh, <coughs> remotely impartial. Leighton, <laughs> uh, uh, I, th- I, think, I think midway through the season, when, in one of my really downward spirals in FPL, uh, and, I, and I mentioned a certain player to you, and you just dismissed it out of hand immediately, and it was Christian Benteke. I don't know if you remember the pod, um, if you want to go back and listen to it. And Time and place recently, for everything. Recently, Christian Benteke has come, has come out, I don't know, out of retirement almost. And um, he's done. I don't, I don't think this man has discarded him. <laughs> yes, no, I, I did. Andreas, I did see him as one of your big differentials in, in the double game week there as well. And yeah, I, you and mentioned I, that. You know what Andreas did. did to me that game week, Jay? I asked Andreas, which is, uh, we spoke about Crystal Palace and I spoke about Benteke. And he's like, no, no, Zaha's the man. And then the game week starts and I see Benteke's on there. I was like, you bastard. You bastard. <laughs> It didn't end like that. You yeah, had a midfielder yeah. to change. I had a striker to change. Then, then, then I got you Eze. When you spoke to me and I got you Eze instead yeah. of Zaha. Great so choice. It kind, of, it kind of leveled out if you only had both. Um, so Benteke has looked, he looked, he's looked phenomenal. And mm. the one thing about the Liverpool centre-backs is um, as great as Nat uh, Phillips has been, um, they, not, they, they don't have that physical presence of what a, a Van Dijk uh, had uh, probably Maguire has, so you can bully those two central defenders around, but they do seem fragile, especially Reese Williams. So it's going to need a lot coming out of Fabinho and Thiago in that midfield to keep, and probably Fabinho to drop back a lot more in order to protect them. Uh, he didn't do that much the last few game weeks. Having said that, uh, Thiago finally decided he's playing in the Premier League. The last two games watching Thiago. Um, and that's the player I thought you guys signed because um, prior to that, whenever he's come on, but I probably, and, and my my analysis will be that playing alongside Fabinho does that. It gives him that opportunity to be more creative and do a lot less of the defensive work. And he's probably been the biggest change in the Liverpool team and has influenced you guys to play the way that you have. Mm. The one player that still continues to be disappointing, and, and I had, I picked him to pip Salah this season in terms of performance and, and show a trajectory of improvement was Mane. And even yet last night as well, despite his involvement, um, he's still not as sharp as, as he used to be. And his link-up play with Robertson on the left is not what it was in previous seasons. There's there's opportunity when, when, when Robertson goes on the overlap where Mane cuts inside and they play the one-two off. Those two, maybe they'll find it this on um, come Sunday, but I don't. I know you, you bullish on Mane. I, 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 I'm not. I, I think I think he's regressed significantly this season. Uh, but yeah, maybe you guys will treat it as a cup final and come out guns blazing. The caution is that that big Benteke against your two centre backs, he's going to rough them up quite a bit. And you guys have been susceptible to the diagonal into the box, just played mm, over the always top. Always have been. West Brom's found you guys out last the previous game week, and then last night as well, 
You guys struggle with the ball over the top. And I, I'm surprised Allison's not been more commanding and coming out for that ball. He's, he's, he seems a little bit tentative at times. However, having said that mouthful, uh, Liverpool to take it, the, the, the momentum you guys have shown, and I find myself really supporting you guys uh, through that West Brom game. And I was pleasantly, <laughs> I celebrated as well. I, I know Andreas, I saw his statuses on social media with Alison up front. But I, I felt almost as strongly, I think I said to you late, and I've never, I've never witnessed a, a goalkeeper scoring in a live game. It's the first time I've ever seen it. I've seen highlights. Uh, off it in a game week as such mm. in my younger days, but I've never seen it while I was watching a game. So, really incredible moment. Um, there's two things I must call out Liverpool for. To see them beat uh, Man United 4-2 at Old Trafford, I don't think I've seen Man United get dropped by Liverpool at Old Trafford in my in my lifetime of watching football. I don't know if you guys have a recollection of that. And the Allison goal. So, those are the two big, big Liverpool performances, and I think the momentum's on you guys' side. So, yeah, Liverpool for the for the victory, but it, it's going to be bruising for those two centre backs. So, okay. Yeah, Jeremy, I, I echo a lot of your sentiments. Firstly, I have seen us give them a driving. It was four one on my birthday, uh, where a famous Dosena did a little chip to score the fourth goal, um, right from the goalkeeper all the way through. Fantastic day. Um, so the season started with Mo Salah scoring a hat-trick against Leeds. It ends with Mo Salah scoring a hat-trick against Crystal Palace. That is why I'm captaining him. Um, your Benteke stuff is very, very true. I think he's found his swagger again. He's, I think if, if bigger teams are looking for a, a fit Benteke, I don't think there's anyone stronger in the air. Um, I think his link-up play is fantastic. He's still showing a great turn of pace. What I do find, even though he's in my fancy league team, uh, loyalty to Liverpool comes first and I did see Benteke went off with an ankle injury so I'm hoping we don't have to put up with any of that stuff anyway that you are you are talking about because it would be a great thing for Liverpool if we play them without Benteke because I think we're going to have a lot of dodgy moments with him up top there with our centre-backs um, Alisson's going to need to be commanding but I do think they will treat it like a cup final and win comfortably I'm going to load uh, my team with Liverpool players and you vet the nail there with Thiago. I think he just needed that confidence with Fabinho playing next to him and not discounting what Genie does in the team or Henderson, wherever those three are. I think we found the 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 right three in midfield to then our front three playing because what I've seen of late and the good run that we're on is a certain Bobby Fabinho is back. He is mm. playing some phenomenal football lately again. So although Mane is not at, at, the, at the races yet, uh, it looks like the front three are looking good. And, and I think Salah's been unlucky. Uh, I'll tell you why. I think he has actually played like a world-class superstar in the last four games. Forget goals. His link-up play, his combinations, his, his willingness to want to win. I hope we get over the line. I think out of the three teams, we have the easiest fixture. Um, I think we go out guns blazing at home, although that's where our form's been terrible, in front of some fans to go and put it right. And, yeah, I'm going to call it 3-1 Liverpool. Okay, now Andreas, let me quickly tell you, um, both Eze, Eze is out because um, uh, he felt something in his Achilles. Strange enough, uh, Christian Benteke, his problem is also in his Achilles as well. And I, I don't know if Eze and Benteke play, uh, if they both don't play, I think uh, Crystal Palace are going to have a tough day. And you are probably right, it is Liverpool time to shine. Um 
and my I would probably put uh, Salah as captain. Usually I would uh, if it was any other game week, but purely because I've made what I've wanted to do in the season uh, and, and I want to play that differential, I'm probably going to go Mane. But the head says Salah's the boy uh, and he's going to get that golden boot. I just think Mane wants to end that season off on a little bit of a high. Another team that needs to end that season off on a little bit of a high uh, will be West Ham. West Ham plays Southampton. They need a single point to guarantee Europa League. They cannot catch fifth position. What a season for the Hammers. What a season. And I know Chris Defenta isn't, isn't with us today. He's still alive. I know every time I say that, people, people worry. <coughs> so don't worry. He's, he's good and healthy. He's strong and well. He's uh, drinking to the Hammer success. I know it obviously had been a drop-off in form, which had cost him effectively a, what looked to be an almost certain Champions League spot. And it has let in uh, Liverpool in as well into the mix. And with that being said, West Ham, Antonio playing, Susek getting goals, Lingard getting assists, Creswell getting assists. Southampton, who had showed a little bit of promise coming off two wins before they lost 2-0 to Leeds. And, an, and a, a fantastic Leeds. Take nothing away. Leeds have been tremendous. They've won three games on the trot. Is there anything in there for Southampton? Because Or, or do, is West Ham going to play for the draw or do you just think they're going to go for the win? Uh, is it going to be a cagey win or are they going to dominate? Andres? No, I think this is going to be one of those exciting games. There's actually a lot of fixtures on the last day that are going to be exciting. And I think mm. this is one where Southampton are safe and they can let loose, get a few results going. They're playing some nice football lately. Similarly with uh, with West Ham. I know they know for the draw they threw. You can't play for a draw, so I think they'll go for it. I'm, I'm actually disappointed. I don't have West Ham attacking coverage in terms of Antonio Lingard going into this last week. So I see this game being high scoring. Very attractive game of football. Attack-minded. I think Lingard goes out strong again. Antonio might be the main man for West Ham. And I see West Ham winning it. I, I see the season they've had is absolutely phenomenal in front of their fans. I hope they win it. It's just such a nice story. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for West Ham United anyway. But it's just a nice story to see them up there and ahead of the likes of the Tottenham's and Arsenal's. As much as it's not nice for them, it's it's a nice story. And, and for David Moyes. What a redemption story for him, you know, to come back, do what he's done, and actually get them into Europe. So, ah, 3-2, uh, West Ham, um, Antonio, Lincard for some nice fancy league cover if you need. And, yeah, don't discount um, Thomas Suchek. He shows what he can do every time he gets into that box. So he could be a good differential as well. And then, I don't know, because I saw he only played 45 minutes, but a nice little sign-off game for Danny Ings, which I think might be his last game for Southampton. I think he might be on to bigger and better things as well next season so why would that be the case why would you believe that if he, he's form he's, late and he's his just form he's has come, never been his problem it's no no but he's uh, he's proved himself it's so weird to say that it's kind of it's kind of like counterintuitive he's gone from burnley gone to liverpool had a, had a treacherous time with injuries come out back to southampton shown that he's the main man his conversion rate at a, a smaller team how good it is just imagine him getting great balls from better players injuries again it yeah, I just play. I just feel that uh, bigger teams will be in for him. Um, so I think he scores. So I'm going to go West Ham to win the game. 
3-1 or 3-2. And Antonio and Lingard might, might be very good differentials for the armband. Okay. Jay? Yeah, I think I echo a lot of what Andreas has said. I think uh, West, Ham, West Ham will be good value for money. Uh, the performance should be there. Southampton basically have nothing to play for uh, in that game. Uh, the point on Ings, I think, I think I've, I've seen a couple of pundits as well uh, in the week. There's been links and rumours of Ings going to Manchester United. I think, I think this the shorter format for, for for the clubs who don't qualify for for Europe suits Ings and and don't have deep cup runs because it limits and has reduced games. So if he's going, he's probably gonna, in terms of they want to keep him healthy and, and fit, probably to keep him as as a rotation as a rotation striker. And I don't know. Whether whether he's going to take that going from I'm being sure the main would. man at Southampton, yeah, because United, if it is Man United, they do play, they do pay bag loads uh, for 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 very limited game time. Mm-hmm. Um, ask ask Donny Van der Beek or ask uh, Igalo. Uh, so I think yeah, I think uh, West Ham Lingard's been Lingard's been great. I think he's just increased his his value in terms of the transfer market. There was talks in terms of swaps with Sancho going one way and, and Lingard going the other with, with a bit of cash. So Lingard's increased his value. I'm surprised West Ham don't make a bid to buy him as well. Uh, Antonio's always been there and there about. So I think from a from a fantasy uh, football point of view, I think uh, Antonio, Lingard, and then probably one of Cresswell or Kufal or Sufal, um, however you pronounce that, uh, for your fantasy team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have much hope or investment in the Southampton players uh, being almost a bit of a dead rubber for them. Okay. And then, obviously, the last uh, team that has something to say about that uh, uh, sixth position, well, seventh position, sixth and seventh position, would be Everton. Although Everton, okay, so Everton, it would be unlikely that they would land up, even if they land up winning, West Ham losing and Tottenham losing, well, uh, they would land up on 62 points, but the, the likelihood that they would catch on goal difference is highly unlikely, so it would be possible seventh position. But they are playing Man City. Man City, had, the foot is now probably entirely, completely off the gas, and all focus is on next weekend. Uh, do they even care to bring out a remotely strong side unless it's to keep some legs fresh? What do you think, Jay? Uh, the thing is, like Pep, Pep has a history of, of resting players before these big, uh, big finals, in, especially Champions League. Uh, however, they've just been crowned champions at home um, at the Etihad, and, and their team that really struggles with in terms of fans and, and growing their fan base. If they're going to give a poor, uh, a poor performance on the day against an Everton side who are seem to be at full strength with Yerimina back, Rodriguez, uh, Alan Decore back in that midfield. So it's that team that Ancelotti started off the season that was top of the log, I think, for about five or six weeks. So they're going to come out and Richarlison's found some form, Calvert-Lewin scoring again. Even Sigurdsson's getting involved in, in terms of attacking uh, output. Everything's going to come with a strong side. Man City have just been crowned. Uh, they're going to lift. They're going to lift the trophy. I don't think they. And one thing we've we've said a lot this season about Man City. Their second team is good enough for a for probably top six position 
uh, in the league, if not uh, top four. So if they play their, their second-string team, and, and Aguero, this probably is his last game at home as well. So Aguero probably gets, gets a start uh, if, he does, if he's not earmarked for the cup final, and I doubt he would. Uh, Aguero gets a start. So for Aguero going out, final game for Man City at the Etihad, uh, them lifting the cup. So there's a lot at stake there in terms of uh, their brand. So I'm, I'm, I don't think they're going to put out a very mediocre team. I think their second team, uh, uh, Torres got the red, was it Torres with the red card? Or was Cancelo with the red card? Cancelo. Torres had to come off. Mm. Yeah, so, so Torres, Torres probably gets a game, maybe uh, Bernardo Silva. So Man City for the win. Um, they're at home. They need to grow that brand equity because that's one thing lacking. Despite their, despite their, their successes uh, in Manchester, the red side of Manchester seems to have that pedigree and their brand strength is, is probably the biggest in England. So Man City, if they want to grow that, they want to have a good showing, good trophy ceremony um, as well, and then take the victory over Everton. I think their fans will probably expect nothing less than that. Yeah, um, I've got a different train of thought. Uh, I think Guardiola will get the Champions League final totally wrong if he plays a weekend team for the third week in a row. I think with it being a week away, I think he plays his full-strength team because um, a match under the legs with a six-days leave, I think he prepares for the final in that way. Um, I think they'll be at full strength, and that's what's going to be um, at, that's what's going to make Everton not win this game. I think he has to has to put out at least close to nine or ten of the players with maybe a, a Ferran Torres who could uh, get into that squad and Aguero for sentiment. I don't think Guardiola thinks like that, though. I think he thinks of winning all the matches, and I agree with you. He wants to lift the trophy, and I think he's almost going to say the guys that earned it for him need to play their game. So I see City winning comfortably, and if I was a braver man, I'd take a few differentials on, like Amarez, De Bruyne, to see if they fit at all. I'd put them in because I think they'll score goals. There'll be goals in this game. But I, I do not see – I think he'll get it very wrong if he plays a weekend team. Because of on the back of a, a bad loss against Brighton, conceding three against Newcastle, that's two games in a row they've conceded three. Then going to that Champions League final, imagine drawing or losing. It means you're going into the biggest game of your club's history, losing and draw and conceding seven, eight, nine goals, which is unheard of. The confidence will all be with Chelsea then. So, yeah, I think City have to get it going right in the right direction. I think they play their full strength team with the one or two players that are fighting for a place. So. But yeah, what's yeah. The, the flip side of that, Andres, is the team is saying, ah, well, we're only conceding because we're not playing at our full strength. So there, there must be that saying, like, if they do go in with a full strength side and they concede again, then they're thinking, well, then we have a problem. Nah. You don't just create energy. You can't just create energy by not playing for three weeks. There's a difference between training fitness and match fitness. Mm. And I think he's good enough to understand that. You you go and leave Diaz and Stones out as a combination for three weeks. You know, it's all good and well that people say they're well rested. I guarantee you Chelsea get a goal in that Champions League first final in the first 10 minutes. If he rests his team, they'll say, look at what Guardiola did. He rested his team. They don't know what they're doing now. They're cold and out there for the first 10 minutes. So on that basis, if I were the coach, I'd play a full-strength team. Yes, you've got a risk of one or two guys getting injured, but uh, as fit as these guys are, having a week to prepare, and this is a really bad injury, every one of them should recover from any type of knock. So, two two null city for okay. me, and and Aguero gets one of those goals late. Okay, uh, Jay, where did you land on that again? Yeah, the victory for City, 
pro- probably also looking at two mil. Okay. Well, that's going to be very interesting. Um, so you, you, but if he does put on his star lineup, and that's the question, how long do they play for? How long does he keep them on? 60, 70 minutes. 60, 70 minutes. So everything's got to be done within 60, 70 minutes. And as long as there's no red cards, and I had him in my in my team the last week, I actually captained him, and so I Cancelo destroyed my uh, my FPL team. I had Mares as captain; he had already got an assist, and I was pretty sure he's going to score three goals by half time. But then Cancelo ruined that for me <coughs> uh, by taking Man City down to ten men, and uh, so so we shall see what does happen. I I don't know. Again, I, I maybe I've got to play on the other side of that. If we assume that uh, there's pepper let and everything, and people get it wrong more often than not, uh, there's a good chance that he plays. Yeah, I think he, he might start off uh, with some core players, and then he brings on the final part of his core players uh, with uh, 30 or 40 minutes, 30, 35 minutes left to play. I think that's when. We shall see that see that at the end of the second half because they'd rather be running against a tired Everton as opposed to a fresh Everton. So I actually have no idea how this game goes um, in terms of City selection, but what I am fairly confident of is Everton have disappointed this season. And yes, they got a draw now. I mean, they got the win over Wolves. But a lot of teams have got the win over Wolves this season and they have not had the best run. Uh, prior to that so for that reason I don't think Everton land up getting a point from this I do see City walking away even with a weakened team fairly comfortable so other side of Manchester Manchester United they're also playing in a cup final uh, in not too long from now and they are traveling to Molyneux to go play uh, Wolves who have as we have said had a (laughs) really disastrous season as far as they're concerned and they can be got that they can't they have conceded a fair amount of goals this season and is there anything stopping Manchester United because you know Ollie's going to play that team he's going to play a strong team you know he's going to yeah. he doesn't <laughs> so this is where, this is where it's different for me I think he might rest a few players seeing <laughs> as they've had such a such a lot of games in the short period of time so yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Jeremy, I'm going to pass this one on to you. My thoughts are that Man United still win the game. I think he changes the front four a little bit. Um, maybe uh, the guys play 45 minutes in the beginning, like the Fernandes, Rashfords and all of them, or they come on late. But I think he, he's got a lot more riding on Wednesday, and the guys will be fully fit even if they rest it because they've had four games in the last uh, two weeks. So it's, it's not the same case. I think they've had some form. They've had some games. The guys have been playing together. However, coming off a, a 1-1 draw, I don't know if that's the momentum they want to take him to the Villarreal game. So maybe he does play the full-strength team. A conundrum for me, I am guessing it. So that's why I might be removing Fernandez from my team. I am going to take a last-minute decision that he might be my sub out purely because I think he gets rested. Uh, I could be totally wrong because if he's not rested, I see him scoring quite a few goals against that Wolf side. So I'm going to go Man United win the game. They end the season on a high going into the final 2-1. And um, Greenwood uh, possibly with a goal. And if Fernandez plays, Fernandez with a goal. But United to win the game. Thank you, Andreas, as you pass that on to Jay. <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't, um, yeah, Fernandez playing against his national squad there, and they've probably been playing with him from his sporting Lisbon days. <laughs> so they know him back back to front. I mean, if you, and, I, and, I, and I make a joke of that, but uh, that, that Wolfside has got so much of Portuguese influence. Uh, they probably know him, they probably know his weaknesses and how to nullify him. So I don't think he's going to be as effective. He probably gets that, that penalty if he does play. Um, but the rumours going around this week is that he's going to be arrested. Uh, Maguire's, Maguire's injury, I, I'm not sure if that is if, if, if Maguire makes the final as well. And you can see the Manchester United defence without Maguire there. Actually, did, I saw the stats between Diaz and Maguire. And uh, Ruben Diaz has just won the Football Writers Award, I think, today. And mm. uh, in some of the stats, uh, in terms of clearances and headers, and interceptions. A lot of the stats, if anyone's got the app, you can do the comparison that Maguire actually outperforms Ruben Diaz, except for probably the most important stat, which is uh, clean sheets. So he is a massive... And trophies. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, He is a massive miss for for Manchester United. Uh, I believe Fred has a niggle. I believe uh, Scott McTominay has a, a niggle. So in that pivot position which has been vital for them. They've tried to use Pogba there. Jeremy, to interrupt you quickly, the game is Wednesday night. Do you think the starting, the full-strength team starts now, knowing that? With, with Ole, with Ole I, he's done it. I, I, and that's one of the things, my biggest criticism of him as a coach is that he doesn't rotate, he doesn't bring in the, the younger players to give them an opportunity. Case in point, if you have, if, I think my biggest frustration has been Donny van der Beek, I think they're calling him Donny van der Bench at the moment. I mean, he's a, he's a decent player and he doesn't get the game time. They're not bringing him in. I don't know what's the reason there. Um, so, I'm going to... Logic says, Logic says he plays the similar team that he played against Leicester because they've got nothing to lose. Uh, and these guys have had such a tight schedule. So, to your point on the, the, on the, on the Man City guys is that they've all they've had a significant rest and you want to keep their match fit and competitive. I think that opposite applies to the Man United uh, players, that they've played so much of football in the last few weeks that even the injuries are starting to come on. So if he's, if he's going to do the right thing, Fernandes doesn't play, probably Rashford doesn't play, he brings on Ahmad, uh, some of the other youngsters in the team, uh, and they do probably eke out a, a one a one one draw uh, against Wolves. I don't see them. I, uh, they, they, their form is they've reverted to the form that I always thought they were. The defeat <laughs> against the defeat against Liverpool, uh, the, the match against Fulham. When I when I see that, that's what that's the United that I've seen throughout. That that's why I've never owned Bruno Fernandes this entire season in FPL uh, because that's the Manchester United that I and I'm never going to put a penalty taker in my team. And uh, that's the Manchester United I know. So I'm going to go Wolves, Wolves United 1-1 draw. Okay. Wow. I, I must be honest. I thought that was going to be definitely a shoo-in for Manchester United purely because of how poor Wolves have been this season and for no other reason than that. Let's talk about uh, another team where a match matters. And I, we did allude to it a little bit earlier, the team that, scree- uh, that creeps into the Europa Conference League, Arsenal play Brighton. Now, who, who, which one of you guys is going to praise Brighton uh, first? Yeah, Jeremy, go. Uh, well, Brighton have, Brighton have 
<laughs> well, if Ed Cantillo had not gotten that red card, I don't know. They, they always show up and they always go at it. Um, Potter, Potter, Potter plays that brand of football where he's not going to back down and he gets a couple of hidings for that. Mm. And they don't have they don't have a clinical uh, striker up top, uh, the likes of Morpé. But been, Danny uh, Welbeck's been poor. scoring goals. I've had I've had Danny Welbeck, I think, now for the last six weeks in my fan teams. And yeah, he's been getting the returns um, for them. Uh, Jeremy? Of, yeah. What do you think of Potter attacking brand of football as a Spurs manager with yeah. those players? No, no, that 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 would work whether they would whether they would give it to him because I think historically Spurs have have, have chosen quite um, tried and tested managers. Uh, I don't I haven't the rumor mill even hasn't hasn't uh, come out as to who the who's who's next in line for or not that I've seen. Uh, as no, the, you're right. So it's like sometimes they're uh, looking for this big name when that guy might just be right there ready for them. My my criticism of Potter is uh, Chris Uton. Didn't, I mean, he didn't play that brand, but Brighton performed a lot better in terms of league positioning. I mean, you love watching Brighton play the likes of Trossard and Gross uh, on, on the ball, the way that they create. Uh, if they had a more, more... I think the stat says that Brighton's got the highest... So if, if football was played by XG, I think Brighton would be in the top six if they converted their expected goals. Yeah, they I think you're right. Uh, because uh, their, their top scorer is Marpa with seven goals. I think, and that just says it all. I mean, they create chance after chance after chance. For them, journey, the top scorer to score seven is, is crazy. But um, I'd rather choose a manager like that over Uton any day of the weekend. <laughs> and I think it's, I think, honestly, I think a top 10 finish with a few bit of luck is around the corner for them if they continue going like this. I, I think, and I think, I think for the season ahead that's coming, I think from an FPL point of view, that's where we should look at some of the cheap investments in terms of that, of that Brighton side. So they were, they, 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 they were good. The value for money against a weakened, a weakened uh, Man City um, this past game week. So I think they 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 they, they, they they'll they'll continue playing their uh, track, uh, attacking attractive brand of football. Uh, but yeah, I think the Gunners the Gunners take it. The Gunners have a lot more at stake. Uh, at some stage, Aubameyang's got to come good. Pepe Pepe last night was phenomenal uh, in terms of the way he the way he took those goals. Um, Martinelli for for Arsenal, I think that guy's talent uh, is something that needs to be nurtured. He could be he could be a big player in the Premier League if he stays if he stays fit. So nice nice game to watch. I don't know how we yeah, very... jump through the goal rush. Um, last season was quite fantastic as well. I remember it was quite close on that final, that big mini league that I was uh, on top of, and uh, yeah, it was quite nerve wracking. And the last season that we were allowed. To get those last-minute uh, team sheets before the kickoff, and then there was a fake team sh- team sheet that came out that said Aubameyang. I had Aubameyang captain, and they said Aubameyang's not playing, so I benched him. He got 16 points, <laughs> uh, and I kept in De Bruyne. I kept in De Bruyne, and De Bruyne came to the party for Man City. I think two goals and assist, if I'm not mistaken, from Kevin De Bruyne. And I kept in Kevin De Bruyne instead, and, and I won that league. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement in the last day, especially if you're right at the top of some of those um, those leagues where there's some uh, prizes. And we're not allowed to mention prizes uh, because of uh, FBL uh, banning banning cash leagues. Yes. But, um, yeah, there, there are other trophies and stuff that can be won. So, Arsenal for the win to get into that uh, conference league position. The momentum's there. I like Arteta, so for Arteta's sake, 
I hope Arsenal cross the line and, and get into that seventh spot. Well, uh, just uh, news there on that. I know when to go look. Uh, Welbeck is actually injured for this game. It doesn't look like he's going to play. There's a chance he's it's, out. Yeah. So well, Connolly up top. Yeah. So the uh, Leighton, just a quick one on the game. I agree mm. with Jeremy. Uh, if I didn't have slightly better options and I wasn't right at the top and I was looking at differentials, just watching Pepe, I would have put him straight in. Mm. He's still in my radar to put in because I think it could be a high-scoring game. So if you're looking from an FPL differential point of view, um, midfield, Odegaard or, or Pepe, I think they could come right this week, you know, this weekend. I think there's nice goals there. And just the way he played, I think they have the momentum. I think it's an open brand of football that both teams play. Uh, and Arsenal won it at the end, 2-1, 3-1. Okay. Um, I, I do tend to agree with you. Arsenal do have the form that's running with them right now. Uh, I'm not a Brighton fan in the way that they have disappointed in front of goals. I think that's probably a sentiment a lot of the Brighton fans actually have. It, it has been, and you guys have said, when it comes to expected goals and just lackluster finishing it is the reason why they're sitting 16th in the table and rightfully so. They are behind big names like Newcastle, Southampton, Crystal Palace. AJ? Yes, absolutely. For sure. So, uh, uh, keeping that in mind, Arsenal do do want to get this win because they are a big team. Yeah, And I think the, that little spot of Europa Conference League probably means more to them than it means to Tottenham or Everton. And for that reason is why I think they will land up getting that victory. I think they'll land up getting it quite comfortably. You did hit the nail on the head. I think Aubameyang, he's come once in the season and decided to score a hat-trick. There's no reason he can't do it again. He does still have that quality, that ability to do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out here this week and puts Brighton to the sword. So, uh, Jay, we haven't mentioned uh, Newcastle yet. Fulham play Newcastle. Whew. Andreas, tell, tell us why Fulham are going to win. I have one question here, Jay. Yeah, go for it. Is the main man, Alan St. Maximin, fit or not fit? Yes, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen any news on that, but I would address him. We, we, could give, we could give Fulham, Fulham the, the, the victory. And Listen, I'm chasing play. a mini league, my friend. <laughs> I, need, I need ASM to play here. He's one of my uh, differentials. No. That, that Fulham, that Fulham defence is, uh, I think, if, if and just some advice here, I think, I think the weakest defence since the relegation's been, and since the confirmed yeah, actually, uh, uh, from expected goals considered, has been West Brom. Yeah, they so have conceded have 73 this season, West Brom. So I'm going to, I, I just... I think Sam, Big Sam is, I think, just thrown in the dice a bit. Yeah. So if you, if you want to, if you want to go, I think uh, my advice... Uh, and you'll be thanking me the next time you're on. I think let's go for one of the Leeds boys there. I know we, we're not on that game yet. That <laughs> is, um, I've got that in the bank ready for it. But I'm saying, yeah. Alan Maximum, if he's fit, please keep me updated because I think Newcastle are going to beat Fulham quite comfortably with the relegation. Uh, so, you know, I don't know we, how they're going to play in we, front of their fans. You're away. I think that suits it. you. I think it suits yeah. you in a way. It does. So, so I'm going to go late in with or without some Maximum 2 0 Newcastle. Okay, Jeremy, uh, do you have any disagreement there? Because you you have throughout the season, uh, uh, not I've, I've, uh, I've seen seen the bleak side of foot, the Newcastle seen, football. 
seem that we are way, I mean, to give the likes of Andy Carroll, I don't know, probably he's probably out of contract. I'm not sure on his, on his contract uh, status, but the likes of Gail Carroll, a run, um, let the guys go out there and have a kick on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, we don't have we don't have skin. Are you game. are you playing for any positions? Like I don't I haven't got the log in front of you. Are you playing? Uh, Could you move up in you any ways? Um, I also just need to confirm that. But it's it it ben, uh, Brighton and us have been going head to head for a bit there. I'm just waiting for it to just to confirm that uh, we're one point ahead of Brighton, and yeah, we could get into. If Crystal Palace, Southampton lose and we win, yeah, we can get Wolves. in. We could get into thirteenth. You can get into twelfth, guy. Um, that's yeah, that's more than what we bargained for. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 as a fan, as a fan, I'm comfortable with, with, with our guys. I think they've they've done, they've they've outperformed themselves this last five game weeks. I mean, we pulled out the fire, and the thing is, we've been dependent on Woolock. Can he continue? Uh, let's hope. But uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I I I do rate Parker. I do rate that 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 defense of of, of Fulham. Uh, they they are a, a stronger unit um, as the season has progressed. So I don't see us. I don't see us sh- uh, shooting the lights out there at at Craven Cottage. So okay. if we do, uh, Andreas, I think probably a one 0 for us again. We 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 don't. We're not going to be devastating without Callum Wilson. Okay, yeah. then, Andreas, regarding your St. Max, currently they're, they're not sure if it is just a kick or if it is an actual calf injury, so they're going to be uh, assessing closer to game day. Uh, so watch those Twitter feeds. Watch the I'm okay. I, I'm an, I, I, I almost think he either plays or he doesn't play at all with the injury. So he either starts or he doesn't play at all, so I'm going to keep him in as a differential. Um, anyway. Okay, and then we have alluded to it, and I'll give Jay first to talk about it because he did uh, he did bring up Leeds versus West Brom. It was probably more important to him than his own team. Jay, tell us uh, <laughs> tell us about uh, Leeds smashing West Brom this uh, this final game so, day. So from a stats and opta point of view, uh, Leeds has Leeds has really outperformed themselves this last few game weeks in terms of shots and the amount of. Aggression they've shown, they've, and that's Bielsa's way of coaching. They don't, they don't take their, their foot off the pedal for anything. I mean, he doesn't even rotate the players. He's playing the same tried and tested few, and probably that will happen on uh, Sunday as well. So Bamford, Bamford's, Bamford's still looking hungry, and all of a sudden Rodrigo's come into the picture, and he's been clinical in those in those uh, opportunities that he's gotten. So I think uh, Rodrigo could be a nice lurker there if. Bielsa decides to give Bamford a, a, a break and Rodrigo could start. And Rafinha has been quality throughout. So I think the Leeds boys would would have too much for West Brom. Uh, and, and the one thing about Leeds is they play this overwhelming um, kind, kind of really on top of your brand of football. And if you're relegated, not having anything to play for and having the worst XG conceded in the last, uh, I think, three game weeks since the, the relegation was confirmed... It seems heads are down at uh, with with West Brom, and I think yeah, Leeds Leeds could Leeds could get a five five nil drubbing against them. So if there's if there's players that you're looking for out of the top six teams that could add to your mini leagues, and you're looking for uh, to gain to gain in your mini leagues, the Leeds guys are the ones to look at. Uh, I know a lot of people have been touting Jack Harrison, but he's his quality, or the lack thereof, uh, he's done well and he's gotten returns. 
I just don't rate Jack Harrison out of the Leeds bunch. Uh, the rest of them, uh, click, clicks, clicks done well. He's got a goal. I think he's on pen still. Bamford, Rodrigo, Rafinha. Um, they all, they all could get you returns. And I know Leighton, you love Dallas. So That's right. Stuart, Stuart Dallas. I mean, out of position, out of position yep. defender all day. So if those Leeds boys go off, uh, there should be some hefty uh, FBL returns for you. So, so you you alluded to this game. Um, this is my differential that I have against Mr. Pumlani. Um, if I was a braver man, I was going to captain Rapinha. I just uh, I'm just going to stick with the tried and tested and get him as my differential. And at the moment, I'm considering a very very boring change of Dinier out for Dallas in, just for attacking returns, hopefully. So, because I do see City scoring against um, Everton. And I think Dallas could keep a clean sheet and get returns in terms of an assist or goal. So that is the route I'm going. Never would I have thought in game week 38, but it's about looking at what the guys above me have, and neither of them have Dallas. So that is one of the options there. And then it's whether I want to do a minus four and get an attacking big hitter in for Al Ghazi or Bruno Fernandes. So I'm solely relying on Rafinha against Mr. Pumlani to, to cover me that position. I've always liked him. I've touted him from day one. I truly, if you were to ask me if Liverpool would sign one backup player from the Premier League, I think he fits our mould exceptionally well. I would take Rafinha at Liverpool any day of the week, to be quite honest with you. That's how highly I rate him. Yeah, I, I agree with you about that 3 4 nil. I'm hoping he gives Bamford a rest because a lot of people have him in many leagues and gives Rodrigo that that uh, chance up front. But um, if if you're looking to chase him in many league and you're looking in and around you guys and the teams don't have Rapinha in him, get him in, put the armband on him, and just wait for the goals to come in. So, the question is, Andreas, do you think uh, a Rodrigo would outscore Antonio from West Ham? I do, because I think what Jeremy is saying, I think they score more goals in this fixture. So again, it's how I've played the game all along fixture-wise. It's uh, uh, Rodrigo, sorry, or Bamford. Did you say Rodrigo? Hmm. No, I don't know Rodrigo because I don't know if he starts or if he puts him on the bench and starts the normal team. But if you're starting, I would say yes. Um, but Jeremy said there's so many midfield options there. Glick, uh, you can put him in. You can put uh, Harrison in. Even though you don't like him, he scores points. Dallas... They just look like they've got... Um, Bielsa won't let them let off. They play one style of football, and that's all action, trying to score goals, create as many chances as possible, you know, with, in a very weird way, being solid at the back. So I love this Leeds team. Mm. I called it early in the season that they'd be a top-half team if uh, they get you, you this get result. That right. But here's they, a question, they, though. Um, Jay, you've been mentioning this a lot. Uh, it's always the revert to mean at some point in time Leeds... Uh, who have been outperforming? It it come it they can't can maintain that, or maybe they can, but if they don't maintain it, there's a there's a good chance that West Brom say thank you to Sam Allardyce for giving them a try. And uh, why can't they maintain it, Leighton? They're a good side. I think you. I think I'm saying you can't maintain hoping. it. You can't maintain it always. No, I've got, dude. For if you look at my FPL side, I've got Dallas and Bamford in. I what you are saying, I'm hoping happens. I've got to play devil's advocate here. There, there is a possibility that it doesn't go their way. They, they have won one less game than West Ham, let's put it that way, this season. But they've to also me, lost 15. This is the, the most one-sided of the 10 fixtures this weekend. 
result was, score was. Okay. Jay? I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with Andreas there. As I said, it probably could be a five-nil drubbing for for West Brom. Sam, Sam, Sam's coming midway through the season. Uh, they've got, they've been relegated. They've brought in a lot of loan uh, players as well to try and bolster the team. So those players, they're not going to be there when they go down into the championship. So there's nothing there to to play for. So I think. Uh, I think Leeds is going to want to end uh, with good momentum. I think, I think for all the listeners and even and even for both you and Andreas as well, I think something we need to consider is those who are playing for a place in in the Euro squad. So just on that note, uh, this previous game week, I captained Trent, um, and I got twelve points out of it, and it was a better choice in captaining Salah uh, because Trent Trent needs to get into that England side. In, but. I, Trent's playing as far up the field as Marius does for Man City, by the way. So if you're looking yeah, for you, somebody you, Jeremy, you, you scares you, me was Trent. He so. could be a beautiful differential, by the way. You're spot yeah. on. And, and to add to what you said, in the last five uh, weeks, the first time a defender in any league has created more than five chances in each game. Sure. Yeah, I would love to see his heat maps to see how, up for, up, how high up the pitch he is. Well, it's cold uh, so, at the back. <laughs> So having said that, Leighton, so as I said, the rest of uh, the rest of the guys trying to get into those national teams to make the Euros, so they're all going to go at it. So I think when you're choosing as well, so look at those fringe players that that are want to get into their into their national teams to get to the Euros that start in two weeks' time or three weeks' time as such. Mm-hmm. So there's a great opportunity there because otherwise they're not going to be seen again on the football pitch uh, for a while trying to impress Gareth Southgate. I don't know which which game he's going to be at. Um, so I think. Uh, look at that. Look at those players who have something to play for and to get in. And I think, I think um, Leeds is a team full of those uh, guys trying to get into the Spanish national. Someone like Rodrigo trying to get into the Spanish national team. Bamford mm. trying to get to the team. Bamford's on the verge of a call up. I think. Yeah, uh, mm. he needs he to might be one of those outsiders. You spot on. So there, there's a lot that probably want to you know, impress the national national selectors in terms of getting into their into the national team. So look at that as 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 a uh, motivator in terms of selecting your teams as well. Okay, and then guys, uh, to end off on the the last game that we haven't spoken about, if we had to flip this table on its head, Sheffield United would be playing Burnley, uh, and, and it would be it would be a big game, but it is not. Burnley, <laughs> Burnley are they have avoided relegation. Sheffield United have lost 29 matches this season. They have got all of 20 points on. 30 matches, Clayton. They, oh, so after this, it's 30 matches at least. Okay, so there's the answer. Burnley, Burnley go out there and do, do Burnley put Sheffield to, the, Sheffield to the sword or is it kind of like jobs done for Burnley and Sheffield kind of walk out or at least walk out with their heads not completely sunken? Down low, how bad yeah, is it? I, go? I think it's going to be a, it's it's the game we're not going to see on on the goal rush. I think <laughs> uh, you know that's that's what Chris I Wood think. Chris Woodhead <laughs> yeah, one nil Burnley and uh, boring old game. I mean, it probably means it's going to be six five, but yeah, no, yeah, Chris Woodhead. I'm not, not going expecting Chris much from that game. I'm going one nil. Chris would just score the goal, one nil Burnley to win, put Sheffield United out of their misery and get them back to the Champions League to try and build themselves up again. Okay, Jay. Just on that on that game. Just look out if Jabison plays. Just look at he's, he's got a Brazilian sound. Great player. Eh? 
I believe he's English, and uh, once again, those those German guys are out. Yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, because the Ger- they'll buy they'll buy him for eight million, and they'll sell him back to an English team for eighty. <laughs> and that's they have such a such a good model there that Dortmund has. So just have a look at Jebison in case they go when they go. The, the fact that they're going down, uh, he may be bought by one or two of the the other clubs, and he could be an asset for the next season. Yeah, very much so. If you ever get to watch that game, I don't think anyone's even in the channel is going to get there because there's so much of excitement that's going to be um, going on. I mean, you guys are going to be on the Crystal Palace game, which I don't think will be the main game in will the Will you be on rush. the Newcastle game? Um, I don't have any assets there, no. I don't think so. I'm captaining, <laughs> I'm captaining Kevin De Bruyne, by the way. So I'll probably be looking at City Everton with Kevin De Bruyne coming back to give a, a very good price. differential. So no, yeah, I think I think he's going to be very low owned. Um, not that I have much to play for this season, but yeah, just to just for my for my rank and to to keep my because I what I was a top one top one thousand four hundred in the world and now top uh, nine hundred thousand. Congratulations, so you made it to the top million, Jay. Two years in a row, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I think don't, yeah, no one gets to watch that Burnley-Sheffield game. If there's any interest there, I think Jefferson should be someone we should look at and see maybe he gets snapped up by Newcastle, for example, for backup for Callum Wilson. Let's hope that happens. Um, other than that, focus on the rest of the games. And yeah, good luck to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from our side, for the people out there, players you don't have top three picks for the week. I think Salah will be the high scorer in Fantasy League this week. Um, Trent to come right with a clean sheet and a, a goal and or assist and Rapinha. Those will be my three players that, that the focus is on. Okay, excellent. Listeners, uh, for your FPL season, I hope you guys end off on what we have hoped for you all season. Green arrows all the way. Guys, thank you so much for joining the show. Cheers, cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye.